week two of the NFL has officially ended, and we're upon week three, which now also means that it's time for week two of the AFC East Gang podcast. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Chris. I'm Ethan. Back, back to the nitty-gritty, just straight in. We have nine teams that have ex- not experienced a loss, and we have nine more that have not experienced a win. Real fast, the Falcons. I have said this for years, Chris. For years. He's been in the league for like maybe one. Desmond Ritter. He's going to be a great quarterback. He's, he knows how to win. He's never lost a game in his starting career. Every game he starts, he wins. Like 29-0 and 0 or something. That is not true. I'm pretty sure he lost one last year when he was, when he started for Mariota. I'm pretty sure he didn't start. No, I'm pretty, sure, uh, pretty sure you're lying. We can look up the stat sheet right now. Pretty sure he lost the game. Nope. Go ahead. Look it up. You're lying. I already saw it. You're... Twitter doesn't lie to me, Chris. I don't feel like proving him wrong, so we're going to keep moving on. As you guys know from last week, we're just jumping straight into our quick news and, you know, mentions. Up one, we got with the Rams and Niners. Like I said last week, they're always good games. But a neat little stat for y'all is with Stafford facing against Purdy, the number one overall QB pick faced the last overall QB pick, and that is the first time in NFL history that has happened. So, neat little tidbit. It's a reaching stat, I know. But hey, ESPN stats, can't blame them. Moving on, we got practice squads. Next season, uh, the league has voted, and they will get one international player to create more athletic opportunities around the world and expand the you know the the global market for the NFL, which I think is great. Because I know I know Miami is like a big team in Germany and like South America, so that's that's great. I don't know about the Patriots though. But speaking of uh, opportunities, Kirk Cousins got to star in a new KFC commercial, and uh, and let's just say it, uh, it had a little bit of racy undertone oh, to it. I don't know who approved of this commercial. There's no way someone actually read this and goes, "Yep, that's TV ready." Um, for those who don't know, the commercial. Maybe this is just us reaching out. I've seen this by multiple people say the same thing. Uh, Kirk Cousins basically saying how great KFC chicken is and how great the fried chicken, everything is there, great. And he was saying that's why his receivers are so good because they are playing. They're saying the chicken is so good at KFC that they play better. And that just sounds Terrible. A little extra flavor. Maybe we're reading too far into it. Harder for the bolt. But when you're saying you're black wide receivers, and there's no knock on Kirk Cousins, you know, he's just reading the script. But someone who made that commercial needs to be questioned. There's no way. There's no way. I don't know whose commercial, KFC's commercial, I guess it was, and read it out loud and just, yup, that's TV ready. That's crazy. Uh, other news, we have on a run for Raiders star wide receiver last year. Uh, he's, he is rumored to be uh, be traded. Yeah, or at least looked at for trades. 
Which I don't blame. I don't blame the Raiders at all, man. Uh, they have a terrible defense. They're in a tough division. And I personally have Hunter Renfro over Jacoby Myers. But you have Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams, and Renfro. Not only that, but you have Josh Jacobs, who sucked this week. And um, the new rookie fighters uh, tight end they just drafted. That they, he's not even being able to get used. They have too much. They have too much star talent on this offense. So if you get a, you get I think you get first round pick out of Renfro. Some teams really need wide receiver. I would take it. First round, first round picks a stretch, but I mean if you get offered it, I'm jump. I would jump on that too if I'm the gym. But oh, I'm gonna say a team I, like uh, the Patriots. They they really need a uh, playmaker. Dude. I don't know, man. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, okay, we got Kendrick Bourne, but Juju. I don't think we're using Juju right. Parker looked great against well, the Dolphins, but you had Hunter Renfro, twenty-seven year old. I don't know what his contract is, but twenty-seven year old wide receiver. I I think, dude, you you're looking at finally something there. Yeah, I told a a good good friend of ours uh he's a Raiders fan I told him I said if Hunter Renfro goes anywhere I see him in a Chiefs uniform and I still believe that that's just me though I maybe, maybe I'm reading too far into it but... no, I, yeah I can see it I just I can see the Chiefs I, I couldn't see the Raiders trading to the Chiefs division rival yeah in division that was kind of the thing that was iffy about it not even in the conference, in division. Like you'll see him twice a year. There's no way that trade happens. So I think the Patriots are a good option. I don't know. What other teams are like wide receiver desperate right now? All right. Real fast. Uh, in 2022, Hunter Renfro signed a two-year extension worth $32.3 million. Not a bad contract. That also. That also included nine point one million signing bonus. Twenty one million of it was guaranteed. So guaranteeing him a lot of money. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, we haven't seen much of him this year, but it's only week two. Week two, offense is still trying to find their rhythm without Derek Carr. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's doing what he can. You know what though? It's also Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a system quarterback. Let's face he, it. He was, what, Bill Belichick for years. What's Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan has mystery relevant. Looking great right now. Yeah, I, I think you're just looking at to a system quarterback. That's right from good system, good system. But now he's just, he's not in a system that can produce for him. Not only that, but if you put up 35 right. points a game, your defense is going to let up 40, so. All right. Moving on, talk about other replacements as well, but let's start off with the saddening news. Uh, Monday Night Football, uh, Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb suffered a, a nasty leg injury. Yeah. Teamed out rest of the season. I don't know if you see, saw it, Chris. I, I didn't see the hit. I saw the image of his leg basically at a 90-degree yeah, angle. So, there. actually, not funny, but, like, coincidental. This is, he's had a similar injury. Like, very similar. I don't know if you see it on Twitter or not. Um, yeah, apparently he, he, he was college. a Bulldog. It looked almost identical. So, I mean, he came back from one. Maybe he comes back for two. I doubt it. Um, 
you see all over social media. Hopefully, the best case scenario is see or the worst case scenario. Excuse me, is season ending. He's come back next season or something. It looked, it looked worse than Alex Smith. Honestly, I think uh, yes, no. I, Alex Smith to me looked worse only because his leg actually just kind of came out. But yeah, yeah, he he hurt his leg. Um. It looked it looked rough. I think Minka went down low intentionally. I don't think he meant to hurt his leg like that. No, but he intentionally went low on that. I mean, hit, Browns and Steelers is a big rivalry. Uh, I one of my good friends is a Browns fan. He was very upset. He uh, he said if he was in a quote, if he was at the game, he would storm the field and beat up Minka. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that was a low blow hit. What do you? Yeah, there, there was no reason to go down low for that. Because he was already all, going but... down. No, no, like right on the knee, too. Mm-hmm. That's just a terrible thing to see in football. Especially to a star running back, who, in my opinion, was the most consistent in the league. But, like, yeah, hopefully for a speedy recovery. We'll see him back next year. But they already ruled him out for the season, so maybe yeah, we, we got to Take a trade or something. What did, what did he tear? He tore like his MCL, ACL, something yeah, Kevin, else. I don't know if it was last night or early this morning. Kevin Stefanski literally said, yeah, he's out for the season. He, he tore like three different things, hurt something else. His whole leg is just. But like we said, you know, best case scenario, he, he it's, he's out for the season. He comes back ready to play ball, but. I don't know, man. I pray for him, though. Yeah. yeah we we'll hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. We'll probably... Act, you know, hopefully not, but it could have been a career-ending. You know, obviously, they're going to have to find replacements. So, they they actually, as of recording this, I've already met with the guy we have on our number one list, and that is Old Face yeah. Kareem Hunt. Her Adam Schefter, Kareem Hunt, is meeting with a team on Tuesday. Uh, I think this is probably the most obvious pick, easily. Kareem Hunt, he knows the offense. He knows the players. He knows the coaches. He was just there last year. I don't know how old Kareem Hunt is off the top of my head, but I think he's ready to fight. What do you say? Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, I feel he's he's higher. Is he 28? I was, I was off to his So he's, he, I mean, he's, he's, you know. uh, he's not in his prime no more, but he can still be a wide, about running back one. Remember last year? I think it was last year. He was still great with the comeback with him. I think that's going to happen. We'll see it by Thursday in football. But speaking of age, number two on our list happens to be the same age as Leonard Fournette. So, damn it. <laughs> oh, well. You guys can guess who it is. It's Leonard Fournette. Old Buccaneers running back. Yeah, I mean, 28-year-old running back. I think he still has some left in the tank. Just not really a crazy, needy running back, really, in the NFL world right now. You see it with NFL holdouts and all that. But um, I, yeah, this is a do-it-all back, just like Kareem Hunt. I think this could happen. Mm-hmm. Plus... Uh, valuable playoff experience, which 
No one on the Browns, in my opinion, really has. Well, no one on the Browns, to my knowledge, has a no, ring either. I don't either. think anyone there has a ring. I mean, that was Tom Brady's ring, basically give, gifted to Leonard. But, I mean, he, he did that great. Playoff Lenny was a monster. So, so I think maybe play all, you know, Leonard Fournette might be a better option than Kareem Hunt. The only difference is, I think if Kareem Hunt joins, there's no rust at all. He knows the team, the offense. He knows everybody. Just there last year. Leonard, he's never been in Cleveland before. He's got to learn a whole new system, which I'm not saying he can't do, but I'm just saying it'll be... You're going to see some uh, rust easily. Yeah, if, if Kareem Hunt goes back to that team, expect almost everybody in your fantasy league to put in a waiver because... Everybody knows what Kareem can do, man. Yeah, maybe honestly put a waiver in now for him. I think I think it's basically no, that's not a bad it's idea. It's almost guaranteed that he's going back. But yeah, uh, you should just resign his contract in the offseason to begin with. If you're gonna go with this, but meh. I'm not a GM. What do yeah, I know? I mean, I we're just sitting here making a podcast. We have no, we're no GMs besides on Madden franchise. Speaking of GM, this GM is asking way too much for this man, but number three on our list, we have uh, Jonathan Taylor, JT hey, Jonathan Taylor, he's a hometown hero for us, Chris, you know, from South Jersey. Uh, we know him all too well. He killed us in our high school games. Um, But he wants nothing to do with the Colts. He really does. has nothing, nothing to do with him, which sucks. I think if he was a Colt, they would be a great team right now. I mean, they're still good. But Richardson and JT have come in back. You know, JT's a game changer. 24, I think, some years old. In his prime, and he's forced to hold out right now, which sucks. Because, you know, running backs really get out of their prime by 26. I'm not saying JT only have two good, two good years left, but history only shows that. Yeah, they, they start to put on miles. He's especially put on miles. Yeah, but I mean... How many how many yards for being in the league? Two, three. Yeah, he's, he's at like three, uh, two thousand some yards. I know last year he didn't have the best season, but put him on this nice Brown team. Browns have one of the best lines in the game. The Browns are looking like one of the best teams in the game in the league. Um, excuse me, you give him JT. I'm not saying an experienced running Over. back, but you got a running back that's going to give you 1,400 yards a season for that O-line. You, you easily have the best running back in the in your division. Yeah, and you, JT is a different scenario for the Colts. Colts, he had to carry the team. Carson Wentz was his quarterback. Oh, I forget. Matt Ryan was his quarterback. He's not forced to carry. I mean, Deshaun Watson sucks, but like he's not... And Philip Rivers. Don't forget Philip Rivers. Yeah. He did play with Philip Rivers, know. correct? My... Did Philip Rivers retire after 2020? Or in the... I don't yeah, know. I could, I... I'm pretty sure he played with Philip Rivers at least one year because he was drafted, what, 2019? He was 2020 draft, I believe. Yeah, now I'm trying to remember. Yeah, anyway, I mean... Deshaun Watson's not great uh, right now, but JT won't be forced to be the star on that team. He definitely won't have to be. 
but you're gonna have to probably give up a first round pick, which sucks. At that point, you have to sign someone on your rental. Um, yes, they they did. He was there for his final season. That was his rookie year. Yeah, JT's never known. He played. He played with. JT's never known a good team. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we have but, uh, uh, the fourth, probably the least like it happen. Um, stick with the backfield they have now. I mean, last night, Jerome, Jerome Ford, Ford, who was RB two on the Browns, now might have to step up. Be RB one. Uh, last night finished uh, 16 attempts with 106 yards, but most of it came because I think he had like a 76 yard run touchdown. But he was making some good cuts and everything. Maybe looking like he wants to be there. Season opportunity maybe, but the Browns are notorious two running back group. So even if Pierre Strong Jr., a former Patriot, I don't think he's ready to be that guy, a running back too. And I forgot he was. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he ever really did anything. Feels like feels like so yeah, long ago. His first year with the Browns, but he's not. I don't think. I don't think they stick with RB two. Jerome Ford could be art running back too. Sign Kareem Hunt, Fournette, JT maybe. And just yeah, Jerome Ford's averaging fifteen attempts a game. Even if that was before Nick Chubb got hurt. Even if Chubb goes at the I see, yeah. Yeah, so if Hunt comes in, he'll probably see like another 15, 18 uh, attempts. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying maybe it would be worth signing Jerome Ford to your uh, fantasy football team. Perhaps. Yeah, but we have. All right. There you go. No, was... no, go ahead. You go. No, you go. Uh, we have our rookie watch. <laughs> Top of these young guys in the league, you know. I want to see everyone do great. Uh, my personal opinion, I had to apologize for last week because I did not put him on the last week's list. But P- Puka Nakua. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was not going to pronounce that name. Yeah, uh, Ram <laughs> wide receiver one right now. Killing it. Last week, uh, I forget what he... Last week, I think he had 10 catches and like 150-some yards again. But uh, this week, 15 catches, 147 yards against the Niners. Niners, who made the uh, Steelers look stupid on week one. Any little gooses? Puka is... He obviously... This is his team. Him and Stafford have a beautiful connection. And even Tutu Atwell for the Rams are doing great. But Puka... I would love mm-hmm. to see Puka and Cooper Cup. I think the way Stafford looks now, and I was a firm but disbeliever, I should say, in Stafford. I did not yeah. trust him at all. He's looking great. Um, I would love to see Cup, Puka, and Tutu. I think they have a solid wide receiver core. Very underrated, I should say. You know, it's no Dolphins or Bengals. But I think, I think Puka... If he keeps it up, he'll easily average a thousand yards. Like he's going crazy right now. They've just used McVay's using him exactly how he should. All right, moving on. We got my uh, my fantasy football running back, Bijan Robinson. 
On 19 attempts, he had 124 rushing yards, four catches for 48 yards through the air. He uh, he definitely deserves more touches, man. Yeah, I mean, um, the use. Uh, I don't know if you watched Week One Falcons game, but um, Tyler Algier, yes, sir, Tyler Algier, who last year was a great running back, I've had a thousand yards last year on a terrible Falcons team, but a great offensive line. Um, Tyler Algier stole his uh, end zone touches. I think Algier finished last week with two touchdowns, which should have been Robinson's. Uh, they definitely didn't let that happen this week. I mean, Robinson didn't have any touchdowns this week, but still, you're giving him 19, almost 28 times. And you're giving him four catches. I mean, maybe a little bit more catches next week, hopefully. But still, he's making what he has work. Um, and what he played the Packers this week. Packers have a very, I mean, I know they're injured a little bit, but a very good team. And he, he didn't disappoint against yeah. that defense. Seriously, did not disappoint. Yeah, without, without having a touchdown, he also did score 21 fantasy points without a touchdown. So there is that as well. I mean, every... You think if, you add a, if, you, if you add a touchdown to that, that's what? Almost 30. 20, you're looking at like, so you're looking at almost 30. Yeah, seriously. I mean, everyone knew B. Sean Robinson was going to be one of the best offensive rookies we had this year. You saw him in college. He was just disgusting. I believe it's uh, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone knew he was coming in. He was going to be the best back, best rookie, offensive rookie in a lot of people's opinions. So he's not disappointing. Plus, the Falcons' offensive line is helping him so much. Yeah, with the... Uh... Yep. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Ursuline yeah, Lindstrom, Lindstrom, right? Yeah, That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was a really good pick by them a couple years ago. He's not disappointing. And he's... Oh, he's uh, one of the top right guards in the league. Yeah, seriously, he is. And uh, like I said, like we just said, with that line, you got these two great running backs. Desmond Ritter, I think he's going to be a great quarterback. Never lost a game, so... Starting. Never lost a started game. I did. It's hard to say, because I think the Saints are also going to be a great team. You got Baker down there, and... Uh, Larda killing it up. But, um, yeah, my personal favorite rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, excuse me, Patriots quarterback. Biased bastard. Patriots quarterback. Christian Gonzalez, nicknamed the silent assassin, right? Um, it was a safety. Was quarterback. They played him as a safety huh? that game. They didn't. They literally, the, the, the announcers that whole time kept the calling him a safety. Wrong. Cornerback out of Oregon, who is a top 10 pick in a lot of people's eyes, but 17. This is my guy. Um, uh, he was on, because we have Patriots have a lot of injuries on cornerback right now. All the Joneses, actually. Well, first, well, first drive, your backup Jones went oh, down. Jack Jones is on IR. Marcus Jones went down twice. And Jonathan Jones, who was a healthy scratch, got hurt again. So Christian Gonzalez stepped up in cornerback one role and did not disappoint. Um, he was on Tyree Kill for most of the game, I believe. Only allowed three catches, 32 yards. And you know the wide receiver room for the Dolphins. That's a Dolphins fan yourself, Chris. You can say that's the best. They embarrassed 
he he was put on hill the whole night too, so I can't even. Yeah, they, I mean, they embarrassed the wide receivers for the Dolphins. Embarrassed the Chargers defense. And this guy, uh, second game ever in the NFL, came in only let up three catches on him, and he got a pick when Tua tried to go deep on that one game. He looked amazing. His awareness was amazing. He's definitely a stud. This Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. man, he, you know, Bill's the guys on defense. He's always great, but this guy stands out. He's definitely a cornerback one. Hopefully everyone comes back next week or two weeks from now, whatever it is. And we're just looking solid. Yeah. All right, moving on, we got someone who I predicted would do good this week. I had as a a pickup in fantasy last episode, CJ Stroud. Ethan, you think he's going to be offensive? Yeah, actually, here? I put a um, in on Fanduel saying so. This is that's my guy. These are all my guys at this point, but. I was a little skeptical on CJ Stroud just because with Ohio State's wide receiver room last year, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, man, who else do they have? I forget he got drafted. Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Two, two great wide receivers in Ohio State. I was a little scared. Maybe it wouldn't translate to the uh, NFL, the big leagues. But in my opinion, mm-hmm. dude, he's killing it. Last week he did great. Uh, I saw a stat on Twitter. Um, he has more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes. He has a better passing completion than Joe Burrow, which this year so far is not hard. And then he has something like better. I don't think that's hard. But yeah, he is. I know he's zero and two right now, but the, the Texans were missing like two or three offensive linemen. They're going against DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard. Um, he didn't disappoint. 384 passing yards, two touchdowns. He's low, he's finding his rhythm. Really, he never, he came in strong. I, I, like I said, this is my personal choice of offensive rookie of the year. Bijan's closed, but like, I think quarterbacks will always take it. Uh, I think it depends on how many more touchdowns Bijan can Yeah, get. I mean. If Stroud just starts throwing touchdown after touchdown, then it's not even yeah. close. Well, with Anthony Richardson looking like the best quarterback, rookie quarterback, but he's, if he, yeah, he's he keeps healthy, two, dude. Two he's right just, now going down with injuries. So, if you don't know, Ethan is pretty much taken over the the X slash Twitter recently. He himself tweets out and goes, "Man, Anthony Richardson is a dog." Oh, he's seriously, I I don't know what was wrong with Twitter this week, but. I tweeted, Anthony Richardson's a dog, injured the next play. What else did I tweet? Because I tweeted something else. And, like, within five minutes, it got... The Giants? Uh, it was the yeah, Giants yeah, comeback. Yeah, I tweeted out, uh, I said, man, this Giants team had such high hopes. And that they just they can't get anything going right now. I tweeted that, I think, halftime. You know, they allowed 60-some points in their six, first six quarters. And they came back. And I had the second half and came back. Daniel Jones, man, looked great. Hopefully they can keep it going, but they got a tough matchup this week. We got uh, yeah. Marvin Mims, the Broncos rookie wide receiver. Um, Mims is nothing special, really. I mean, he's not. I will say I I didn't watch this game, so I truthfully can't. Say I much didn't on watch this. much on this game. 
But like I said, like stats really isn't in this guy's favor right now. But uh, two catches, 113 yards. I don't know how many uh, targets he got. But I always think between Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, one of them, I feel like, is always injured. Seriously. If this guy yeah. stays healthy, and you get Judy and Cortland Sutton, always, you never know with those two, I feel like, at some point. Him and Russ should make a great connection. I mean, he obviously likes throwing deep to you. You have two catches, 113 yards. Like one of his longest catches was 60, yard, uh, 60 yards to the air. Like, this guy needs to seize this opportunity, in my opinion, against a talented yet injury-prone wide receiver room. He could easily make the field every week. And even if he does, just what he does this week, every week or some, you know, couple times, he's just that deep ball Ross knows he can get the ball to. Yeah, so we got our uh, top five offensive performance for week two. Uh, we'll just start it off high. We got Keenan Allen coming to number one. Um, Allen finished great game, in my opinion. Killed me in fantasy. Had uh, eight catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns against, I'd say, a more mediocre Titans defense. Um, You've been mediocre since they made the playoffs, what, six years ago? Four years ago? I don't remember. Time flies. I mean, great, great run defense. I think they're ranked uh, number one in run rush defense, but pass defense, man. Yeah, they can't stop to save their life. I don't know how they pulled the win off against the Titans. Seriously. Uh, I'm sorry, Titans pulled a win off against the Chargers. I was like, uh, their own too, sir. <laughs> no, but Keenan Allen here. Yeah, you, you wouldn't really think they lost if you saw Allen's stats. Um, Him and Herbert really look good. Gotta hope the Allen stays healthy all year. I think we'll see him back on this list, list more than once. I mean, when don't they look good, though? No, yeah, they're great duo in the league just usually one of them gets injured and a real quick tidbit as we're talking about the chargers they are the first team in nfl history to score over 50 points in the first two weeks and lose both games so that's a that's a little little fact i learned yeah chargers team you kind of look down like what's what's the problem and i think it all falls on head coach Speaking of losing two games and what's the problem, we're moving on to Justin Jefferson. He's not the problem. Something with that team is, though. A defense, man. They can't stop nothing. Uh, they played Eagles this week, and Eagles have a terrible, terrible pass defense, in my opinion. But you're looking at the best all defensive line in the game. But Jefferson finished the night with uh, 11 catches, 159 yards. And in my opinion... The reason they lost, one of the reasons, uh, Jefferson, for those who didn't watch, fumbled, reaching out for a touchdown. And since he fumbled in the end zone, it was a touchback for Eagles. Uh, I believe they only lost by one possession. But, uh, yeah, it's, I'm not saying he's the reason they lost, obviously, because you finished with mm -hmm. that stat line, you're also the reason they were in the game. But at the same point, they, you know, you look back on and say, hey, they didn't score. If they did score there, looking at a different outcome, maybe. Jefferson does no wrong in my eyes. 
he'll be back next week easily. I don't know who he plays this week, but yeah. But we have uh, who I said to start in your fantasy last week, Mike Evans. Now that might have been a more obvious start. I didn't believe you. I didn't want to. Well, Mike Evans, man, him and Baker. You would never. You would, in my opinion, you wouldn't think that that's just a. This is the second time, second game playing with each other in an actual live competition. But Evans, man, did crazy against the Bears. Had uh, six catches, 171 yards, one touchdown, and he was really close to having two. I don't know if you watched it at all, Chris. This game, I didn't get to see. Um, he uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to see like any one o'clock games at all. Oh, I got you. Yeah, he, but Evans, he broke, uh, he broke away. Where, like a 70 some yard reception. Mm-hmm. And he got caught at like the six or seven. Like, he really should have had two touchdowns. See what that happens. Yeah, Evans, man, he's he's not looking like he's missing a beat. Him and Baker are on a whole nother level. I love and the Evans playing the D uh defense. The Eagles this week. We'll talk more about that later. We'll talk about fancy studs and duds. Well real well, real fast with the uh... With Mike Evans, at least I believe it to be Mike Evans. And they said before the season started that they were trying to get a certain contract before a certain date, or he'll be a, a free agent next year. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if he ever got that contract, or that's why he's you know he's playing his ass off trying to get the contract. No, so he was. Uh, they said this I think a little bit last week. Is um, I don't think they're going to talk contract at all during the season. And once it's over, uh, they'll talk, I'm sure. Uh, he keeps us up. They have no choice but to resign him. But if not, I mean, you're looking at a top, in my opinion, one of the most underrated receivers in the league. I mean, they had Tom Brady throwing to him for, what, two or three two, years? Just two years, yeah. But I mean, I was going to think of James Winston for like five or six. And, and Fitzmagic, baby. That's right, yeah, Fitzmagic, yeah. I think so, right? Because he's been yeah. holding that long? Like seven, yeah. eight years? Yeah, I think he's on year number nine. Oh, he's... Oh, yeah, Evans is like 31 dude. years old. Which isn't old, but it's not young either. Once you hit that big 30 mark, you never know what to expect. But Evans yeah. still looking great. Yeah, we have uh, Brian Robinson Jr., Mr. Many Men himself. That was still one of the coldest entrances I've ever seen in NFL history. Oh, yeah. Seriously, that's amazing. It's one of those things that's like, yeah, it sucks what happened to him, but he did not let it stop him. That's the thing, too. Is a lot of people are like, oh, it was just a gunshot to the leg. It was never that serious. You could be shot in the leg once and, and bleed out. Like, there is a lot of important stuff, like, in your calf and in your thigh. That if, if it's even hit once, you, you can you can bleed out and, and die very... Like, a running back was shot in the legs. Like, their most important body part. Yeah. But uh, uh, Ryan Robinson played against the Broncos this week. Easily, easily take that backfield. He took the backfield. Daniel Gibson, who, is all I'm saying. But... Um, mm-hmm. Robinson finished uh, at 18 carries, 87 yards on the ground, two catches, 42 yards in the air, 
finished with two touchdowns. He really kind of killed the Broncos defense. I don't think they really could stop him. And he was a powerhouse, too. Like, seriously. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything to add on that, Chris, or not. But... No, I, I didn't really get to see, see that game. I saw the Hail Mary at the end, but Sunday I was just super busy with work. So a lot of these games, I just had to, like, watch highlights and, and stuff like that. So I'm glad that's why if you guys are realizing Ethan's doing a lot of the talking today. That's kind of why. I'm trying to throw in my tidbits here and there, but other than that, I, there's not much I got to say on this one. The one I can talk about, though, up next, Captain Kirk Cousins himself. Even though he may have lost the game, four touchdowns, 364 yards, and one fumble. I don't see where all the Kirk Cousins hate comes from, man. I, I really don't. It's not his fault they lost that game. If, if your special teams would quit fumbling the ball on returns, that really screwed them over. I mean, yes, he had the one fumble himself, not say, not excluding him from any of this. But still, you know, didn't throw an interception at all. It was pretty clean football for the most part on his part. But like we said with Justin Jefferson, they're owed to something. Some, there is a problem. What's the problem is no one knows. Uh, definitely a lack of run game. I don't believe in Alexander Madison at all. No, defense, uh, defense sucks too. Seriously. Speaking about Madison, guys, there's no reason for that man to receive racial slurs and death threats uh, over the internet because he did bad. Like, but, uh, come his on, own dude. fans said that too, man. Like, seriously. Like, they, there's, there's no reason for that at all like, you, it was so bad the like management and like owner had yeah. to make a statement it was the it was vikings, that bad the viking like the team itself literally made a statement about it. it i mean it was seriously like no like no athlete should go through that at all no person really should get through that at all unless you're a terrible person and maybe but yeah, I mean, like, if OJ came on the field, everyone knows that motherfucker. Okay, that's, that's a little too political for the podcast. We're moving on to uh, our honorable mentions. Uh, Ethan, you put uh, this guy on our honorable mentions? Is that Nico Collins? Yeah, man. Uh, we mentioned it earlier with CJ Stroud, I think, a little bit. But Nico, yeah, I think he's a wide receiver, too. Like, on a second year, I should say, I mean... Might be wide receiver uh, on his third year, I forget. But he's on his rookie year. I know that. Big contract. But um, him and CJ Stroud's getting the ball out to everybody. But uh, Nico really took opportunity today against the uh, Colts. And I know, I know they lost and everything. But if you look at the stats, you really wouldn't think they lost. Seriously. Nico finished with uh, seven catches, 146 yards. And he got a touchdown for CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say, like, Maybe it's a cool duo they're going to have connection-wise. But at the same time, CJ really got the ball to everybody. That's just what you love to see in a young quarterback. Oh, yeah. Seriously, like, he's passing the ball everywhere. And Nico really had a great game. I think he had a good game last week, too. I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but I know it was a good game. They just need to find uh, a way to win. Well, hold on. I'll look up their stats for you real fast. 
if it'll let me. Alright, never mind. I forgot. I, you can't look up. Alright, never mind. I'll continue to... Well, actually, here. You look up for the stats, and I'll continue about this guy I added to honorable mentions, because I felt like he definitely deserved to, uh, to be here today. And that is Vanilla Vic, Danny Dimes himself. He only threw for 321 yards and, uh, yeah, he, you know, so fun thing, fun fact I learned is this is, this comeback is tied for the first largest in Giants history. Uh, I forget where I learned that from, but yeah, he, he threw for a total of 321 yards in the second half. He threw more than 250 of those yards. He had one rushing touchdown and zero interceptions. He threw an interception in the first half, but that was it. And he's the, he's the first QB to do that in a, in a second half of a game. Passed for more than 250 yards. He had 59 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, uh, two passing touchdowns, and uh, zero interceptions in the second half. So I felt like he definitely deserved a mention. Hopefully, uh, he can start earning that contract he got, but I don't want to say I'm an avid hater or an avid lover of of Daniel Jones, but you just you guys should give someone the props, you know, when they deserve it. It's quite, it's kind of funny, like, like, everyone likes him a little bit, just because, like, oh, Vanilla Vic, that's just such a funny nickname and everything. Danny Dimes. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, those who follow us on the AFC East Gang Twitter X or whatever it's called, um, you like yeah, like we said earlier, we mentioned he awful. The whole offense in general was awful. Whole team in general. That first half, no one could get anything going. And second half, you know, they went down. Saquon went down. Yeah, injury, that, that like, Saquon injury, especially after one. He's only on a one year deal. Remember that. Especially with that, he he's not getting paid by the Giants. I'm sorry, but, but, but it, it, it looked it looked bad. But uh, Brian Dable said today that he he's, he's he should uh, be back in a couple weeks. But yeah, Brian Dable said he might be back Thursday night. I don't know why you would say that. There's no way he comes back Thursday night. But maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought. Yeah. Right. Danny, oh, um. Also, so I looked it up. Nico Collins last week, week one against the Ravens, had six catches, 80 yards, no touchdowns. So, two, in my opinion, solid back to back weeks. I think, anyway, I don't know. Hmm? Uh, about the Nico Collins thing? Yeah. All right. Moving on, we got a. Uh... We got top five defenses. And uh you wanna get started on that, Ethan, or yeah, yeah, we got defensive performers. Um Trey Brown, cornerback for the uh Seahawks, split the Lions this week. Uh Lions a little banged up, I I think. I know Amon Ra was kinda in and out, but Trey Brown doesn't matter. I, he took over this game for defense. Uh, I think he had two penalties. But nonetheless, um, cornerback had a sack, had a forced fumble. Uh, I don't believe he picked up. He recovered the fumble, 
him himself anyway, but he had a pick six. So he's still, yeah, as a cornerback, if you're getting a sack, a forced fumble, and it's a pick six interception, like, I, yeah. I think you covered every major stat. Yeah. yeah, you covered every major stat. Um, What's funny about that pick, by the way, Chris, is uh, Jared Goff mm-hmm. was like 20 or so passes away from breaking the record of most consecutive passes without an interception. Like he's top three in the record now. Mm-hmm. I think he was like 20 some passes away. But that pick canceled it. I mean, he's still top three, which is still pretty cool. But yeah, it's not that you could not, say you, you should be able to hold on to for a while. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not number one. I mean, he's in the likes with that stat with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I think that's it. I think it's Aaron Rodgers twice and Tom Brady twice. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy. That's a cool little stat. But yeah, I mean, Trey Brown, good for him. Great game. Definitely was a big reason the Seahawks won. But uh, I guess we'll go on number two. Uh, also Shaquille had Bear. a pick six. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Shaquille Barrett for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the edge rusher. You hear edge rusher and pick six, you don't really think they mix, but um, played the Bears, Justin Fields, uh, got a sack on him, good for him. But what's kind of cool, it was, he got an interception. Uh, the interception was like on the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. But he still, I mean, he picked it off. He was like a swatted ball, caught it, and kind of just fell in the end zone for a pick six. So, and like when you watch on on paper, it sounds cool, but like when you actually watch it, it's like still, I mean, great job. Oh yeah, uh, oh, finish the night with two Yeah, I mean, great guy, great edge rusher. Not as great as he once was, in my opinion. Oh, he's what thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, he's old. He's coming off the end of his career. I think I forget how old he is. But I uh, will go Young Buck himself. Uh, some people's defensive play of the year. TJ Watt. TJ didn't have a loud game, I should say, on against the Browns. Not as great as week one anyway. But um, TJ Watt finished with uh, four combined tackles against the Browns. Had a sack on Deshaun Watson. And a fumble recovery, a scoop and score. Fumble recovery, took it to the house. I believe that was the reason they took the lead and won the game. I'd say that was the game sealer. Yep. And yeah. with that one sack, TJ Watt is now the Steelers' franchise leader in sacks. Yeah, so. I saw that. And, yo, you're one. You're in great 81 company. and a half. You're in great company. But the, how fast he did it, I believe it was like. 80 or so snaps sooner than James Harrison, who's the second leader in sacks with the Steelers. But that's that's crazy. I've, um, the Watt family has always just been a force to be reckoned with. Seriously, what? God, I would love to meet the dad, the mom, but the Watts. <laughs> what are they doing? Pretty teen. I mean, there's no Derek Watt, but... Yeah, but I, I mean, mean TJ Watt, congratulations on the record. When you're when you're a fullback, it's kind of hard to just do anything. Yeah, he's just, he's just there to be an extra blindman. That's all Derek Watts there for. Yeah, but like I said, congrats on the record at TJ. I mean, it's crazy and definitely 
I mean, you're looking at top three defensive players in the league right now. I like him. Everybody likes him. Congrats on the win. Speaking of someone trying to, to break records, we got Micah Parsons up next. Oh, a uh, little fast. Did you know Micah Parsons does a podcast too? Just by himself? Uh, why do I want to feel like I want to say yes? It might have been something that showed up on my For You page. Dude, I know Tyreek yeah. Hill has his. I listen to Tyreek Hill's all the time. Yeah, so I was watching Travis Kelsey, the Kelsey Brothers, right? I love what their TikTok clip. Yeah, and huh? then I saw, and I scrolled down, it was Micah Parsons. He has a podcast, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. I watched an episode the other day, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, he was talking about, like, it was uh, his NFC teams. And he was literally like, yeah, man, the 49ers are looking like the best team in the NFC. And he was like, yeah, but we're next. I think it's that Eagles. Oh, I'm sorry, he was talking about the defensive line. But maybe, yeah, defensive line. It was that Eagles defensive line. And he mentioned himself, and then obviously, I just thought it was kind of look cool. But anyway, Michael Parsons. It shows he's a homeless dude. An early case for defensive player of the year. In his game against the Jets, having two sacks. What else did he have? He had a forced fumble. And Zach Wilson. Had a forced fumble. Yeah, recovered his own fumble. Didn't return it to the house or anything, but still, two sacks, forced fumble, mm-hmm. and recovery. I, I, did you, the closing, I don't know if you saw the one highlight on Twitter or whatever. Um, the close, they got to Zach Wilson in like two seconds. It was so quick, right up the middle. It was crazy. I don't know if you saw it. Those who did, I mean, but you saw it, obviously. Like, uh, it's crazy. I love watching him play. She now that he's more on the line instead of just like last year. Yeah, where they kind of just dropped him in coverage like a middle linebacker. He's still great, but playing where you should, playing to your strength is always better than them trying to force you to play something else. Oh, yeah. I think they realized that this year. But you have, um, Welcome back to the NFL. Also, Chris Jones. We mentioned it last week about his contract. Um, mm-hmm. Say. Earned his contract, I think, in one week. Right? He's coming out playing. I play Jacksonville Jags. I think they have a good line. Chris Jones, uh, two, to- two total tackles. Nothing crazy. Um, one and a half sacks. But his pressure. At five pressures... Mm-hmm. On the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and who, those who watched the game, they could not get anything going in the offense. Seriously. I think Chris Jones yeah. is a big part of it. Um, when you, I don't know how big Chris Jones is, but he's a big dude. You got that right in your face, man. I ain't going to throw any passes either. Yeah. Like, Chris Jones uh, is. Yeah, they Six foot six, and he weighs 310 pounds. Holy crap. Damn. Definitely one of the best defensive tier linemen. Pass, rush, rush. He's great against the pass. Mm-hmm. Great against the running game. And he, I think watching him this week, we really missed, they, they the Chiefs really missed him. Week one. 
Oh yeah. Before I guess we'll end the show off real fast the uh fantasy football. We, we won't get we won't get too much into uh we won't get too much into Chris Jones's personal stuff. Yo, speaking of personal real fast, Chandler Jones, no relation. Have you seen some yeah, of the stuff they're saying on Jones him? Is are are having are having some issues. Yeah. We won't get I mean, too into that. Chandler is having some real, real issues. Trade Chandler away. Trade him away. I want to see the Raiders do something. But anyway, we'll get finished. Hey, if you guys are more interested, just look it up yourselves. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, All right. Football studs and duds for next week, week three. Guess you want to take it away on that one? All right. Number one, we have... Uh... Kenny Walker versus the Panthers. What did you call him? Kenny Walker. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth. Kenneth. Kenny, is, Kenny is short for Kenneth. Yeah, but no, he goes by Kenneth. Yeah. Um, Panthers, man. If you want. Makes you feel better, I'll say his full name. Kenneth Walker the, the third. Yeah. Uh, Panthers just lost their middle linebacker, Shaq Thompson. And he was huge on that run defense. Uh, they still have Derek Brown, defense tackle. But I think with DK Metcalf dealing with injuries, I don't know if you saw the Lions game. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, came, he came back, obviously, but he took a shot to the ribs. DK left for a while. Kenneth Walker finished last week with some good stats. Is Brian Burns healthy? Yeah, Brian Burns is healthy, I think. I he's more, or not. more pass rush than run defense. Derek Brown's great run defender. Defense tackle um, after two years ago. But yeah, I would definitely start Kenneth Walker against the Panthers. Alright, who we got up next? So we got Dallas defense. And this might be like, no duh. Why, like, who's sitting Dallas defense right now? We just talked about Micah Parsons, but they're facing the Cardinals this week. Uh, I mean, I know Josh Dobbs looked pretty good last week against the Giants. But, dude, uh, Micah Parsons might kill him. Seriously. The whole defense. The defense is averaging, uh, in two weeks, defense had 50 fantasy points, I think. 50-some fantasy points. Unheard of. And I know fantasy isn't real football, but still, Dallas defense is a must start against Cardinals. Yeah, especially if they can put up 45 points again or however many they had. 35? I don't remember. Yeah. It was like, what, 35? Uh, 45 week one. I think the second week they finished with like 8 or 9 fantasy points. And each league's ridiculous. Oh. Uh, Next up, we got Sky Moore against the Bears. Um, thing is with Sky Moore, Week One he looked terrible. Looked terrible. I think the yeah, Chiefs are kind of desperate for a wide receiver, really. Oh, uh, yeah, desperate for a wide receiver. But uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, obviously. Yeah, Kelsey's back in the lineup. Not yet. Yeah, I think Kelsey's got obviously gonna be more healthy this week than he was last week. 
Jaguars. Good against them. Solidifying himself as wide receiver one, that's for sure. I think so. I think Bears have a terrible defense. Not just a defense as a whole. But we said last week, Mike Evans was going to do great against them. And sure enough, he did. He ate them up, bro. And I'm not saying Skymore is going to have a Mike Evans game. He's not that type of guy. But I think Skymore is going to be a good game. Maybe 20 fantasy points, six, seven card catches. These guys know how to use them. Speaking of Mike Evans, we were just talking about uh, Mike Evans because the Eagles. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, Mike Evans was funny because you know Baker's playing great right now. Baker's playing great football. But we have uh, Mike Evans going to terrible defense, a quarterback room. Excuse the dog. Someone's walking the dog. Well, I'm gonna uh, finish. Hold on, Chris, you take over. Let finish. Yeah, Mike Evans uh, versus the Eagles. Their cornerback situation is. Not that great. Uh, I believe Bradbury is still out of the lineup, if I'm not mistaken. I know they were missing Bradbury last week, and they were also missing... I can't think of his name right now. Oh, God. Um, Mathematics. What's up? Hmm? So what'd you say? Vontae Maddox, maybe? That might be the guy. I know they were missing like two, like two people in the secondary. Oh yeah, dude, they're like, missing like two big ones. Like you said, I mean, they have Darius Slade. I'm sure Darius Slade's going to cover Evans for the most part. But even mm-hmm. against um, Jefferson, Slade didn't cover him that much. Jefferson did great the second half. I think we see a great game out of Mike Evans and Baker. They have an offensive line to maybe slow down the Eagles' pass rush. So maybe they just, I would start Mike Evans. Alright, next up we have our duds slash sits, benches, whatever you want to call it. Diving straight into it, we got what? We got Josh Jacobs versus the Steelers at number one. Now, Josh Jacobs last week, all his yards came from a single reception. He had one reception for 23 yards. Which is, you know... Not enough to pull him out of the hole he was in. He had nine carries for negative two yards. I I can't. I'm not good at the quick math, but I know that average is really bad. But he used doing that against yeah, the Bills. Von Miller didn't even play. Which at what a healthy Von Miller, correct? Yeah. No. Um, oh yeah. See, he wasn't even playing against their best linebacker. And, yeah, now you and, ha- and now you have, and now you have to go football. against TJ Watt. No, the Steelers linebackers really stepped up in the game. Not looking good. I think they reproduce that production. You're looking at top defense Steelers. Yeah, I stitch Josh Jacobs if he's going to get negative nine rushing yards or whatever, negative two rushing yards, whatever it was. Yeah, that's crazy. Definitely sit him. He's not negative doing two. anything against him. I don't know what his problem is right now with the Raiders. But like, I don't know why he's not playing good. But, uh, Chris, oh, and, and a quick correction on my part. I'm sorry. I was looking at Hunter Renfro's stat line. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs for, well, for 
receiving I, mean, I was. Duck take a set five receptions for 51 yards. Ball. He looked terrible against the Broncos, too, week one. Um, Steelers are still. Uh, hey, Raiders um, will be Raiders. No matter where you move. Yeah, speaking of Broncos, we have uh, Tyreek Hill benched against the Broncos. Hurts my soul to even see it on this list, but... Yeah, maybe not, like, sit on... You got it. Who, who are they putting on, like on Cheetah, man? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you might look like an idiot if you sit Tyreek Hill. I would We're definitely no put him in your flex. But I personally think sit Tyreek Hill. If Christian Gonzalez did what he did against him... Pass retain, man. What do you think he's gonna do? And you still got Justin Simmons over the top or whatever. I, I'm not expecting a big game out of Tyree Kill. Maybe a big, great game out of Waddle though. Yeah. That's true. If he, if Waddle clears concussion uh, protocol, who as of the time we're recording this on Tuesday. Now, if he doesn't, they have a chance to move Braxton Barrios up to wide receiver right. two for the game and activate Chosen Anderson off of the practice squad. No they signed him back to the practice squad after he was waived in the offseason. Hey, man, he, he did pretty decent. I think his yeah, jersey would have looked cool. At least. Chosen um, with the number three on it. Sit going to against Saints. But the Saints have one of the best defenses in the football right now. Um I think so. I know they haven't Yeah, they haven't played any great teams, but Gordon Love kind of played mediocre teams of the Falcons game. Fourth quarter comes in. Do went like 0 for six. So definitely not looking great. No knock on Jordan Love. I think he's a great quarterback. He's not this week against Saints. Wide receivers a little injured, maybe still. They don't know what to expect. That's the time we're recording this. I'm not putting uh, Jordan Love in my lineup. Respect. I didn't get to... Well, I didn't watch much of the Saints game. game yesterday. I was more focused on, on, the, on the Browns game. So, well, what's a better game? And I wanted to see their whiteout unis, which are so clean. We didn't mention that, by the way. Browns uh, wore their new whiteout unis yesterday on Monday. And honestly, for the colors simply just being brown, a darker, or oh, sorry, brown, orange, and white, it is so clean. I mean, it is. They're beautiful. Not as not as good as uh, their division uh, rival, the the Bengals. But uh, I think that's where we ended man. off on this week. Week two of AFC East game. Podcast. I guess that. Do you have anything else to add, Ethan? Yeah, I guess one last thing is. Congrat! We uh, I tweeted it out. We'll uh, congrats to Tyreek uh, Hill for Hill making it into the ninety nine club in Madden. Should, 
should have had it to begin with. He didn't have that. He didn't have as much touchdowns last year, but dude, he was putting up yards and and everything yeah, and, else. Uh, I think he deserved to be put in from the start. It was a bomb. Of course, I may be biased, um, but, but we don't want to turn this dude, to, uh, first take or whatever. Skip me. Are screaming at each other. You, you know, be you know, I be on these backwoods, Skip. Sorry. But yeah, I think that's it. Uh, go follow all the socials at AFC East Gang everywhere. Uh, we are finally posting on YouTube now as well, so you can find them there. We have now expanded our horizon of where the podcast is now posted. You can find us on just about anything but Apple. I am still trying to work things out with them. Hopefully by week three, the next episode, we can have this put out on Apple. But if not... You can find us literally anywhere else. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast Notes, uh, Amazon Music. We we are literally on any platform you could think of at this point. Trying to expand, you know, any you know, all our listening avenues, all that. Um, other than that, I think that's it. Alright, well. Yeah. This was your one hour of uh, ad-free podcasting, and this is the AFC East Gang signing off.